my kids are at grandma and grandpa's right now and I know they're going to be having and being around stuff that they wouldn't (laughs) at home but like how much time are they spending here is the majority of it right and this is where they're doing all their learning all their sleeping which is like half of their day so all of that's really important so I try and keep like an emotional (laughs) and anxiety balance about it because those things do concern me Hi, I'm Sarah Kuhn. Welcome to the Juno Women Podcast, where I sit down for candid conversations with women who are experts in their field and share their specific knowledge so that we can become better equipped to handle all things motherhood. Juno Women is an extension of Juna, a fitness and nutrition app created to help guide you through your trying to conceive, pregnancy, and motherhood journey. Everything we do at Juna is designed to empower and support you through one of the most incredible and challenging times of your life. Today, I'm talking to Shauna Holman, creator of the brand A Little Less Toxic. Shauna is a mom and is passionate about creating an environment for her family that minimizes and reduces toxins. We talk about how to get started on the journey to creating a life that's a little less toxic. And Shauna shares her top three tips that you can start implementing today. I hope you enjoy. Shauna, I'm so glad to have you on the podcast today. So thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Let's get started by introducing yourself and telling us a little bit about how you um, started your non-toxic journey. Yeah. So I am a wife and a mom. I have two little ones. They are six and four and a half now. And I'm currently staying at home and homeschooling and kind of sharing what I just do in my life online and in case that might help people. And it's, I guess it's kind of resonated and hit a nerve. So we've got a lot of people hanging out with me online and seeing what that's all about and how it got started. It's kind of been a journey. It started with a health crisis that led me to trying to figure out how to care for my body better. And it's kind of just snowballed to where we are. So for anyone listening, I want to frame this in the sense of like, the things that we can do in our homes and the things that we can do for our kids and how it's not today I'm going to go clean out everything in my house. And so just to give you that context, like when did you start this journey? So I have been on this journey for about eight and a half years and I did not start thinking or living this way at all. I grew up very conventionally like most people with you know, all of the conventional cleaning products, self-care products, the canned food, the microwave food, process, all of it. You know, I ate fast yep. food regularly, just all the things. This was not how I was raised. It It's something that I have learned and kind of just implemented over time, little by little. Yeah, I'm an 80s, 90s kid myself. And it's just so funny. I feel like when you look back at like the 60s and 70s, everybody used glass containers. And I feel like as we've moved into this like faster pace world, we've introduced so many things that are terrible for us. Um, (laughs) It just like, you're just like, oh yeah, that's really awful. Why don't you talk a little bit about toxins and why they are bad for us and our children? Well, okay. So there's a little bit of a distinction between, so toxins are substances that come from earth. They're from plants and animals, but they can be harmful to us when there is regular exposure or in specific doses. Right. And then there are toxic husband always is like, is that even a word? But yeah, so toxicants, (laughs) those are things that are manufactured or extracted or created. You know, those are things that are kind of developed man-made that would include things like 
like pesticides, chemicals, cleaning agents, and things like that. And like you were saying, those are things that have been much more recently added. And over the last probably, you know, 60, 70, 80, 100 years even, but especially in the last 30, 40 years, we have just seen toxicants really flood into our system at rates that we have never seen before. And we don't really know all of the consequences of that, but I feel like many of us are experiencing the consequences of that. And we just don't know what all it is doing, the long-term, short-term effects or what it's doing. Yeah. I think that's the scariest thing is that we like, when I think about BPA and then like now we've eliminated BPA and a lot of things, however, like it's just been replaced with other BPCs and like what all others that just haven't been proven harmful yet. We know they are. Yes. Um, but I think like the first time I really started thinking about this stuff was when I had, was pregnant with my first child and and not even – I think this is going to sound ridiculous, but I remember reading somewhere that all of the clothes that I got for my son needed to be washed first. And I was like, oh, okay, because he's a newborn and like, he need, we need to wash his clothes and okay, I'm going to do that. And then I started like peeling back the layers and I was like, oh, we're washing his clothes because there's chemicals on them. Why haven't I been doing this for myself too? Yeah. So so I think like maybe it would be helpful because that's obviously just like one instance. Maybe if you can go over some of the different ways in which we are exposed to these things like what we eat, what we put on our skin, what how, you know, the, the items in our home. For all these different ways that we can be exposed to different toxins and toxicants. Now, I'm just going to say toxins to keep it to keep it easy. easy. Yeah, but I, you know, it is. It's what we eat. It's what we use on, in, and around our bodies. And because that's something that we do all day, each and every day, it's all the little things that add up. So everyone's body is uniquely made, and the way that we process those things is going to look different. So someone might have a reaction and someone might not, or someone might have a stronger reaction than someone else. But I believe that it is impacting all of us in some way, shape or form. And those, like you said, it can come through our food, our cleaning products, our personal care products, the furniture in our home, the condition of the building materials of our home. It's it's just everything. What would you say are some of the top contributors in our homes? What are the things that we should be looking at? Well, the it's the, the EPA says that our, our indoor air can be up to 10 times more polluted than outside air. And they even say that 60% of homes are hazardous to our health. So I think we have to be looking at just the overall environment of our home and what things are contributing to poor air quality. So that can be, like I was saying, that, that it can be everything, right? So if you look at building materials, that could be one thing, you know, even just including your paints and things like that. But then the condition of those building materials, because we're learning so much more about mold and how that can contribute to health factors, right? So that's that's one layer, but that's kind of like a big thing to look at and it's kind of overwhelming. So it's not always where I think we should start, even though it can be a huge contributor, right? But there's also our furniture. Our furniture has flame retardants, formaldehydes, VOCs, glues, varnishes, things that are going to be 
off gassing into our environment too. But that again is another kind of big item that I personally haven't completed tackling yet because it's expensive and it's just kind of overwhelming. So I think that it's important for us to look at the things that we can kind of control and that is more sustainable and practical to start to address. And that would be all of the other things that are contributing to poor air, which would be you know, the even just our filters and our air ducts of, for people that have central air or heating, or even just the, the other kinds of heating that are in the wall. And then also our cleaning products, because most of those have a lot of ingredients in it that can be contributing to poor air quality, including if we just eliminate things with fragrance, that's going to change so much in our homes. So that's going to include the cleaning products, but then also things like candles and our personal care products, makeup, and then our clothing too, because some of it, even some clothing is scented. It's just, mm-hmm. it's, it's wild. It's just every single layer of, of these things, but we don't really always think about it. But when we start to think about it, it can be overwhelming, but that's why I kind of recommend just doing one little piece at a time and swapping out things as we're able. We're going to take a quick break so I can tell you about the Juna app, the app that makes this podcast possible. Juna is the premier app for every stage of motherhood with a 12-week trying to conceive plan and workouts, key nutrition information for every week of pregnancy and postpartum, plus six full video courses on birth prep, breastfeeding, newborn care, infant sleep, sleep from four to 12 months, and starting solids. The app is designed to be your number one companion from trying to conceive through your baby's first year of life. It also includes daily diaphragmatic breathing exercises, pelvic floor prep, daily tips, and notes from me that are relevant to the exact things you are experiencing. These are so helpful for easing any fears and preventing the dreaded gestational Google mania, that sickness where you can't stop Googling every little thing that happens during pregnancy. Juna is available for both iOS and Android. Just search Juna in the App Store or go to Juna.co. Again, that's Juna.co. The app is completely free to try for seven days, and if you decide it's not right for you, you can cancel any time within the first week. No questions asked. Download Juna today and get started. Now, back to the show. Yeah, oh my God. I think that was one of the one of the first things that we did in our home was I eliminated all fragrances. And now it's been it's been five years since we've that when someone is wearing perfume or their shampoo, whatever it is, I'm like, it hits me like a ton of bricks. And I realize yes. like how accustomed to scent I had become. And now that I'm not, it's... Yes. Yeah, I have the same experience. And I liken it to when I did, I started this all with a food elimination diet to try and figure out if there were any things that I was eating that was giving me a reaction. I just didn't know because I was sensitized to it and desensitized to it. And I was just used to it. So it's the same kind of thing for me with these other kinds of like fragrances and chemicals. When we remove them from our environment, then we can actually feel the experience of what it's doing to our body when they're reintroduced. We don't know when we're living in it all the time because one of the best and worst things about our bodies is its ability to adapt. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. so true. When you so when you did an what type of elimination diet did you do and how did you what did you find out? So I, I was just really sick and sick of not getting answers, but I, I read a book and it's called The Virgin Diet. And uh, 
it talks about inflammation in the body. It's, it's geared for weight loss. So that was not my goal at all. I was just tired of being in pain, but there's mm-hmm. this checkoff list of all these things that are like, do you have brain fog, fatigue, joint pain, acne, like just this whole list. And I'm checking off every single thing on there. Like, oh my gosh, I have so much inflammation. Is that mm-hmm. what this is? So I removed, there's like seven top inflammatory foods and I removed all of them, then reintroduced them one at a time to see if I react. And I did, I reacted to everything, but it would include gluten, soy, dairy, uh, corn, artificial sweeteners, peanuts. What's the seventh thing? I'm forgetting one, but yeah. So some things that are just in everything that we eat all the time. And I just didn't realize that's it. Was it grain? No, not grains altogether. Okay. Dairy. I'll I'll think of it in like five minutes and shout it out randomly. I'll pop it in. Yeah, that's okay. So all of those things were causing issues for you. Yeah. And I didn't know until I took them out. So I had to, it's like three weeks, you take everything out and then I would spend one week at a time reintroducing one a little bit each day until I see if I would get a reaction. I reacted within a day with, oh, eggs. There it is. Eggs was the other one. Yeah. (laughs) And I reacted to, to all of them and it just helped me to see, you know, these are things I'm just, they're in part of my meal every single day. I had no idea. I wasn't getting an immediate reaction. So I couldn't tell. It's just like this delayed reaction. You have no idea what's causing it. The same thing with these other kinds of fragrances and chemicals until they are kind of removed from the picture. Are we able to then see if and when and how it's making our bodies react? Yeah, no, that's a good point. What? So when you like, do you still follow, do you, do you not eat any of those things that were causing inflammation? So because some of the things can be a part of a really healthy diet, over time, you reintroduce them to see if your body can tolerate them. But I still do not do well at all with gluten or soy and conventional dairy. I do great with raw dairy and I can have eggs up to a certain amount. But if I have too many, I get a reaction. I really do believe in these elimination diets because I feel like it's so hard to just figure out where your sensitivities are. And I think, again, to your point, like we all just live and we start to I've battled with like chronic constipation and you're just like oh this is part of my life right. <laughs> and then you're you hit a point which obviously you hit a point where you're like this does not need to par- be a part of my life like this yes. needs to change yeah no I, I get it but we're digressing a little bit but so I want to talk about what was your first thing when it came to cleaning up your house so what my first mean? thing was the food and that just got okay. me in the practice of reading labels, which I never did before. I looked at the nutrition facts. It was like, how many calories are right. in this? And that's like all I cared about, you know? Um, so I stopped looking at calories altogether and started looking at ingredients. And it got me into a practice of really trying to pay attention to what I was bringing into my home, what I was spending my money on. And so what I did around the same time too, I got a little bit concerned about the chemicals in the cleaning products. My husband also works in oncology. So cancer is kind of like a part of our everyday life. And so I just, it started bothering me. Like, what are all these chemicals doing? Which is weird because if you would have asked me a year prior to that, I remember myself telling a friend, I love chemicals. This is just not who I was, you know? So Mm -hmm. I started making my own cleaning products because I was really overwhelmed and confused by all the different labels and ingredients. And it was also really expensive and we're like brand brand newly married. And I was barely working as a substitute teacher. And so anyway, I just started making my own cleaning products 
And I, I feel like that is a low hanging fruit. That's something that we can easily just start to do. And you don't have to make your own. There are other ones that, especially now, this is eight and a half years ago, there are some great options for things to buy, but I really enjoy making my own. I think it's fun and it's kind of like a creative outlet and it's so cheap and it works great. So it's just something that I've done for the last, you know, like I said, eight and a half years and, and going. Do you have a go-to cleaning recipe for wood floors? <laughs> I use a steam mop. I know you're not supposed to use it on all wood floors. My whole house is wood and I use it everywhere and I love it. A steam mop. Okay. I love it. It's my favorite. It uses nothing. It's hot water. And I put lemon essential oil on the pad that goes on it. And then it's like I pledged my whole house, but it's just hot water. And mine has settings so you can do low steam so it hasn't hurt our floors at all. Okay. That's good to know. I think that's my one. And so that's one tip. And then do you have any other cleaning product recommendations like that are clean for us if we don't want to make our own? There's uh, some good brands that it depends like where you want to shop. So you can go online and there's some, and then in the stores like Molly Suds is, is good. I haven't tried, so I, I need to try more products. I've been making my own. I've only tried a couple of store-bought ones. So Molly Suds, there's another one called, I think, Mama Suds. There's a couple I've been looking at too that I want to try. Ranch Basics makes a good one. I was using them for a while. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've heard Branch Basics is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really great product. What's your feeling on clean beauty products? That was a one that took me longer to swap to okay. just because I, I keep my stuff forever. It's like so outdated and expired. It's disgusting. Me but too. So, <laughs> and they're expensive. Yeah. Yeah. I just yeah. don't want to do it. So yeah. I, I wait until I'm like completely out of something. So things that I use more regularly, I would start to swap. And I initially started with, I'm like, okay, so I know like these like parabens, phthalates, those things I don't want. So, and I had all these Sephora gift cards. So I swapped initially over to Tarte because that just became like a safe brand for me. Just over the last probably year or two, I've been making more of those swaps just as things run out. And then I got really excited. I have, there's a, it's an online site called Naked Poppy that makes it so stinking easy that you, they, you do like a little assessment for your, your skin tone and type and age and all this stuff. And they match you with all these products. And I swear they match me way better than Sephora or Ulta or the Mac counter ever did. And all of their stuff is good ingredient and high quality products. I'm in love. I'm like a huge fan. And it's but, Naked Poppy? Yeah, it's one word. Okay. N-A-K-E-D Poppy. Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. Ooh, I'll have to give that a try. I love them. Okay. That, yeah. I think that's, I, what about a shampoo and conditioner? That I, there's a, there's a few, there's a brand that under Luna is a good one. I use inner sense. It's pricier, but I only wash my hair like every five to eight days. So a bottle of shampoo lasts me like a year. And then <laughs> there's another one that I, I use inner sense and one called maple holistics. And that one's just like a tea tree shampoo. And my husband really likes it. It was like a head and shoulder swap for him because it's got the tea tree in it so it can help with like build up and that yeah. just called dandruff on the scalp and stuff like that but yeah there's some other good ones too but those are the two that I use I have tried under Luna and it's good too oh another one's Karina Organics also good but only if you wash your hair more frequently than me I had to like suds up with the under Luna and the Karina I had to wash like three times to get my hair to feel like mm -hmm. I got the by the off. way oh my that's my one beef with these clean hair ingredients. Yep. I just cannot get a side. <laughs> I'm like, what is yeah. happening? It doesn't feel clean. Yes. 
So a lot of times in these cleaning products, the suds are coming from something called sodium lauryl sulfate, SLS, which mm-hmm. isn't like a great ingredient for us to have. So I just try to avoid it, but it, it is tricky to transition like our, our senses to not feeling like we require the bubbles to get clean. Yeah, yeah. But some of these products that I have swapped to, like I got Damien is my husband, I got him on board because they do have some suds still. And I don't know how they create it without the SLS, but it's and it's definitely not like a conventional shampoo, but that inner sense does give a decent suds. Like it, it feels like regular shampoo, but without the yuck in it. Now, what do you use on your kids for like hair, body? So we, the body cleanse that we all use is by a company called Alivia. And it's this just wonderful stuff. It's like microbiome friendly, just beautiful ingredient, like amazing stuff. And we all use it for our whole body cleanse. And I also use it on the kids for their hair. And if not, like I'll use my same shampoo, I'll just use it on them, either the Maple Holistics or the Inner Sense. The Karina works great on them because, you know, their hair doesn't get as much buildup. The Under Luna did for them too. But yeah, Olivia head to toe, easy. Perfect. That's that's a great tip. And do you have, like, I guess, what are you using in your laundry and do you launder your stuff and your kids' stuff separately? So we all use the same detergent. This was another gripe I had, like you were talking about the um, learn as a new mom with the baby, like with their clothes and stuff. I I got a gripe. I'm like, it should be, if it's safe enough for the baby, then like we should all be using that. Just use safe for for everyone. So, (laughs) uh, and I did cloth diapering when they were little. So I learned a lot more about using like good detergent to get stuff really clean. Mm -hmm. So I have been using for a while now Molly's suds for detergent and it's a powder detergent. When I was doing cloth diaper, I figured out that the powder detergent got them way cleaner than a liquid detergent. So I'm really happy using that. So that's been my go-to. I've been trying out a couple of other brands too, and they're good too, but the Molly suds has been my go-to. Okay. That's great. I feel like that's the laundry detergent is one of those things too, that you're like, oh, okay, that says free and clear, but then you actually read the ingredients and it's not really, it's yeah. like, you're yes. like, why are you lying? I'm just trying to make this easy for me. <gasps> it's so complicated and clouded. And I just really, really can't stand it. it makes me upset because we all just want to do what's best for ourselves and for our little ones. And we're trying so hard and then we're getting tricked and it's just really gross to me. Yeah, I totally agree. Do you have some favorite food or snack brands that you like pretty much live by with your kids? Yeah, we do a lot of just fresh fruits and vegetables. Like we like packaged foods is not our go-to, but we definitely use those too. Our favorite are these bars by Scout. They're called Scout Organics and they're just they make these kid-sized ones. They're like a perfect little size. They're not too big. So we love those. And then we also get some bars from Keon, which they're like known for coffee and supplements, but these bars they make are so dang good and the kids love those too. And then uh, I'll do like beef or turkey sticks from either, what are they, like Chomps has these little yep. chomplings we love. I just tried out another brand it's called like Singing Pastures and we're really liking that too, but they're a lot bigger. What else? Oh, Barnana for plantain chips. We, they, they're so good. My Thank huge you. plantain chip fan. Oh my gosh. The Barnana, they have lime and they have salt and vinegar too. And they're oh, so yummy. Oh my God. Okay. I'll have yeah. to try. Yeah. Now I have think. a weird question, but I think people listening, especially if they have 
older kids and when I say older kids I just mean preschool age but like how do you navigate the like the balance between trying to keep a clean home for your kids and what they're eating and then the you know like things that happen in preschool or going to party and and just the plastics exposure just all of that how do you kind of balance it all well I feel like that's it's going to be individual depending on everyone's situation. Like my kids are at grandma and grandpa's right now, and I know they're going to be having and being around stuff that they wouldn't <laughs> at home. But like, how much time are they spending here is the majority of it, right? And this is where they're doing all their learning, all their sleeping, which is like half of their day. So all of that's really important. So I try and keep like an emotional <laughs> and anxiety balance about it because those things do concern me. But I also will send them with their, they went to grandma and grandpa's today, but we packed their lunch. They like to do that and it helps grandma and grandpa. And then I know at least like their lunch is going to be stuff that they're, they enjoy, but is also good for their bodies. And, and then I also try and educate them, but not create fear in them about why we do certain things or why they don't eat certain things because they can tell now how it makes them feel. So I think it's a little bit of a dance and also just the experience of going through it once they start to, it depends on age too, you know, as they get a little older, they can start to actually feel how things are and how they're interacting with their bodies. But when they're really little, it's kind of like, it's hard to, it's more like a telling them instead of them actually knowing it for themselves, but they start to get it over time too, you know? Yeah. We, my, my husband and I talk about this all the time because we, we try and balance trying like them having a healthy relationship with food, not creating fear not creating things that you can't eat and trying to associate with how food makes you feel. And you, it is, it's really funny. My husband's a type one diabetic and we just recently, our son has been saying, my sugar's definitely dropping. I need to eat something. Maybe that's so cute. And it's so funny because you're like, oh, they really do listen to what we're saying, even when we don't think that they are. And so, you know, like, I think the more we talk about how food like impact our like the action like I'm a little sluggish because I had a big lunch like those kind or like I you know like I'm I'm not really feeling that great because I had a lot of sugar and it's I think like those are the things that we need to be saying rather than that's not good for totally. you know, like it's just it's hard but I I definitely I just have to tell the story because I have never told it and it makes me laugh is my son came home with a he was like oh we're learning all about the food pyramid and I'm in my head I'm like I know that you are not learning about the right food pyramid. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then he, he has this like pl- uh, paper plate with, and they have cut out pictures of, of the food in the different places. And it was obviously the wrong food pyramid. But my favorite part was in the dairy section, there's like a cutout bottle of a, ne- a chocolate Nesquik. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God, how do I undo this lesson? <laughs> right? Yeah. But this is like the, the things that we're combating and you realize – also, like my kids are at school for eight hours of the day. That's longer than the time I have with them. And so we need to make right. our time count and the lessons right. that we teach count. Yeah. Yeah. And I want them to have, you know, I, I think of it this way. I, as much as I want them to have healthy food, I want them to have health for their bodies. I want them to have a healthy relationship with food too. Yeah. So trying to do that with through education and not shame and fear and grace too because we're gonna they're gonna eat stuff especially when they're really little we can control so much of it but as they get older too like when I hit the teen years what (laughs) I don't know what's gonna happen but if I give them the foundation of like the understanding and the education and the knowledge and also the tools and equipment then 
hopefully they will retain some of that as they go out and to make their own choices and get exposed to all the things I would never offer them here. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a great, that's a great like point. The last thing I just want to say, so let's say that as somebody is, okay, they hear this podcast and they're like, you know what, I want to start on this journey to start cleaning up our home and the things that we put out. What are the like the three things that you would recommend someone? Like, how do they start? I gotta pick three. Okay, so I would say <laughs> I'm gonna do like these are gonna be like really inexpensive and easy to apply ones, but Perfect. take your shoes off. Don't Ugh. don't come in with your shoes and open up your doors and windows as often as you can because that indoor air pollution is such a huge factor. And then the third thing is gonna be just kind of general, but start making swaps. I don't care what it is, but it's like when your ketchup runs low or your window cleaner, whatever is the next thing that starts to run low, don't wait until it's completely gone. Give yourself a little bit of a grace period so you can find a better alternative because you might need to order it online. Give yourself a little bit of a grace period so that you can replace that with something that's a little less toxic. I love it. Thank you so much uh, yeah. for your time today. This was so helpful. I am so glad you had me on. I had a great time. Thank you. Okay, that's all for today. If you liked today's episode, please share it with a mama friend and leave us a review. If you're pregnant, postpartum, or trying to conceive, you can download the Juna app completely free for seven days. The app is available for iOS and Android and is designed to be your guide for all things health and fitness for this very special time of your life. If you have any suggestions for episodes you would like to hear or anyone you think would be a great guest on the show, please email me directly at sarah at Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next week.